Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm stoked to be here. Thank you for having me. Send us flowers. I mean, come on. It's the best. This is the most fun time. I love what you do. I love your guests. So I'm just grateful to be here. Thank you. I've been giddy like ever since you said yes. Oh my God. <laughs> when you reached out, I was like, I got all, yeah, I got all, I, like I planned what I was going to bring. Uh, you know, the first one being the golden latte that we're sipping on, you know, the things I was like, I want Liz to just enjoy and feel great because you make people feel so good. So it's like, no, but so do you. Know. Oh, thanks. And that's why I'm sending you flowers. And so um, <laughs> everyone, welcome Mary Jane Gibson, the Mary Jane Gibson. I'm one of them. There's another one in Kansas who does like watercolors and travels around the country in her RV. That's like low key pretty cool. Actually. I know. <laughs> Like, so I'm the other one. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> She's the What's Mary Jane she Gibson. Up to? <laughs> She's kidding. the Midwest Mary Jane Gibson. <laughs> okay, that's pretty neat. But I still, you're just like the Mary Jane Gibson. Oh, At least for now, until I meet her, then we can right. then we can have a competition. Yeah, we can have a Mary Jane Gibson <laughs> off. <laughs> Fight yeah, to exactly. the death. <laughs> um, but welcome to send us flowers. I of course am sending you flowers. I've sent you flowers on this episode or on this podcast before. And now I get to do it in real life, which is such a gift and an honor. Uh, thank you so much. I was you. I tuned into your episode with Natasha, um, where you guys were chatting, and I was like, my cheeks got hot because I was just like, it's so neat to like feel that sort of love coming from uh, other women who love weed, who are in weed, and also especially, I feel like the. I mean, I don't think it's generational with us. I wouldn't call us different generations, but we are different ages, and I am watching you carry the torch in a new way for a new generation. So it just means a lot to, um, I don't know, I think like come together, look to our elders and look to the people who are coming up after us and all sort of work together. You know what I mean? I mean, you have set a blue, like I couldn't do what I'm doing without you having done what you've done. Wow, thank like, you. Seriously, I will never forget sitting in a high times boardroom having no clue what I was doing there and <laughs> watching you walk in and I was like, what? She's here? Like, <laughs> I'm in the same room as Mary Jane Gibson? Like, this is crazy. And so, you know, you have really, like, done so much for other people in this space and allowed so many other women to be able to do things in this space. And that's pretty magical. And so I'm wondering who you are sending some flowers to. Oh, uh, well, thank you so much for saying all of that. It means a lot. I think at that time, especially on that day, I remember walking into that room and meeting you. And it's a big fancy conference room in a glass walled office where so we couldn't fancy. smoke and it was so no. weird. <laughs> and I was feeling like very sort of detached from everything that was going on because I was with High Times and it was like just a strange sort of evolutionary period for that publication in particular. Absolutely. And to meet you at that time, um, was such a sort of fucking, you know, I mean, you know, to be cliche about it, breath of fresh air. Like it was just fantastic to see you, your drive, your motivation, your your generosity, your warmth of spirit, all that kind of stuff radiating out of you. You like you gave me a little reset that day. And I was like, I definitely can um, look outside what's going on right now and know that I'm going to connect with wonderful people in this industry, whether or not I'm here in this, you know, in this yes. particular role that I had at that magazine. So thank you so much. Um, and, you know. Uh, that there, it's hard to choose who to send flowers to because 
like my role models in the industry, so many of them were like the OG women at um, High Times. Elise McDonough is one of them who was just uh, nominated to the Hall of Fame in the edibles uh, section of Northeast Leaf Mag. So crazy. She's so wonderful. If you don't know her work, she published the Bong Appetit Cookbook. She was the first ever edibles editor uh, at High Times. She's just a wonderful person in the industry. And so I was thinking about Elise specifically, but then I also wanted to shout out um, Shaleen Title. Who do you know, Shaleen? So I do, I don't know her personally, but I have conversed with her briefly online. <laughs> she <laughs> and I admire her from afar. I admire her so much, and she and I have gotten to speak several times this year for some articles that I've written about cannabis policy. That's and so I cool. just wanted to send her flowers because she is really leading the charge as the CEO of a policy um, think tank, a drug policy think tank yeah. called Proabola Center, to really keep people focused on as we sort of like all watch this march toward legalization to keep us focused on criminal justice reform, social equity, models that are going to benefit communities rather than corporations. And mm -hmm. she's just she's doing the work on the ground. She's publishing papers and really calling our attention to uh, some of the corporations and um you know, interests, corporate interests that are really maneuvering behind the scenes to ultimately benefit from federal legalization. She's, she, I think, is just a really important voice. So Shaleen Title is who I'm sending flowers to. Those are two beautiful people to send flowers and to. And Elise. Yeah, thanks. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> and I know you mentioned, um, you know, a little bit about writing and, of course, these people you've worked with at High Times. But, you know, now, I, I mean... You, you've written for Rolling Stone, you write for Vox, you write for everyone. You've put out incredible pieces, and you mentioned writing for Vox. Mm -hmm. And I would love to start there and hear a little bit what you're working on. Yeah, so I uh, wrote uh, for Vox, I think the first piece that I wrote for them was sort of breaking down like, what the fuck is up with with all of these different pieces of legislation that are moving through yeah. the government right now? And it's hard to sort of know if you're not really paying attention, like which which um, you should be in support of or or not even which you should be in support of, but just like an explainer, basically. That's the thing about right. Vox is that they really put out content for, you know, fairly educated people who just want to know more uh, deep dives about situations. So I love them for explainers about like I really turn to them when I don't know something about tech or mm -hmm. you know the economy. Yeah. They do these sort of great overviews. So I've gotten yeah. to write a few overviews for them about cannabis. One about um all of the pieces of legislation that are moving through mm -hmm. Congress. Uh, one about the Biden, when Biden had that sort of, you know, big announcement uh, that he was going to reschedule cannabis or deschedule cannabis. And, right. You know, that he was going to supposedly free uh, all the prisoners. And so, you know, what, what that really <laughs> meant and exactly what was going on. Yeah. And right now I'm working on a piece for Vox about why some – um, advocates, some pro-cannabis advocates are a little concerned about federal legalization and whether or not we should legalize federally, um, yeah. you know, if it is indeed a good idea or if we should just continue to go state by state and hold off and, you know, gather data at the state level before legalizing federally. So it can be a little dry, but it's also really exciting, I think, because, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's what's happening right now and it's in real time and it's reporting on something that I am really interested in. Well, and this is everyone's access. And there's already so much happening on state levels that needs to be cleaned up. Right. And there needs to be so much more work. I mean, here in California. It's a shit show. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, yeah. it's really nuts. And we don't have to go too deep into it. But like every state is in a completely different place. 
They have so many different nuances that are so unique to them. Mm-hmm. If we can't even get it right on a state level, how yeah. do we think that's going to go federally? Exactly. I think that's that's the concern is that, you know, if we legalized at a federal level right now, if we flipped a switch and we just said, okay. Yeah, how would that even go? How would that go? I, I think it would be a worst case scenario, like a doomsday sort of nightmare scenario where if it were legalized immediately so that you know, Walmart or Amazon or any of those big companies Mm -hmm. waiting in the wings were immediately able to dominate the industry. And, you know, big pharma and big tobacco and alcohol would really be able to dictate the regulations. Mm -hmm. Like, it's pretty terrifying. So I think, you know, people like Shaleen and, and, you know, other, you know, pro-cannabis advocates are really uh, asking lawmakers to take a hard look at that and figure out what works at a state level and what doesn't and then apply that hopefully to any legalization moving forward. But it's it's thorny, it's naughty, it's complicated. It's sometimes really boring, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, but that, that's what I find so compelling and amazing about your work is that you make those boring things a little more interesting. Oh, thank you. And a little more exciting. And that takes a, I mean, that takes a lot of skill. Thank you so much. I really, you know, I'm, my career as a writer, I started as a creative writer. Uh, I I was an actor. I went to theater school. So anything that I was writing was really for the theater. Mm -hmm. And then I started working as the culture editor at High Time. So I was doing a lot of lifestyle coverage and all that sort of stuff. And so then I really had to develop my reporting skills and take myself out of it and be able to report on policy without necessarily a point of view. Right. And so it's, it's been a really interesting development but I do hope that some of my creating like creative writing skill foundation does you know come through and when I'm just reporting pretty dry policy stuff no and it and it really (laughs) it really does and that actually makes I don't know if I knew that oh yeah okay which part the part where you went to school for yeah 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 so I I went to theater school at the National Theater School of Canada it's a conservatory program like Juilliard so it's three years where you just are like super immersed Mm -hmm. and then you pop out and you you know, go on to be what, whatever kind of actor it is. A lot of my friends are um, from theater school or at like Stratford and Shaw festivals in Canada. Very cool. And just doing amazing work as, as actors and artists. And my path was a little different. <laughs> but isn't that what's so cool about being able to have that creative mind and being able to take on so many different endeavors, but adding your tone and your, you know, voice to all of that I mean I think that's what you do as well like what we all do as as sort of nimble Mm -hmm. uh flexible creatives there we go flexible flexible (laughs) you know like a Cirque du Soleil acrobat (laughs) yeah Yeah, let me let me just contort myself over here to sort of be able to do this job that I never thought I would be able to do but somehow I can yeah because I'm smart and I can figure it out in real time so that was truly yeah so I was an actor in New York and I was supporting myself doing all sorts of side gigs and one of them was proofreading and copy editing Mm -hmm. that's how I got my job at high times and then I worked my way up and then they offered me a position after I'd been copy editing and proof reading and writing for them yeah. for a few years. So someone just reached out to me and said, hey, I want to start a career in canvas writing. Can you tell me you know, where to start? And I was like, honestly, my first paid work ever was a hundred word book review for high times wow and you know that that was the very beginning I got paid an insane rate it was a dollar a word I got paid a hundred dollars for a hundred words can you imagine um incredible because it's it's certainly (laughs) not that anymore no and um I was you know so I just said to this person I was like you know start where you are write Mm -hmm. what you know 
self-publish mm-hmm. and at some point someone will see that you are you know a voice that they want to hear more from that you know you're an, you're an expert in your own world then mm-hmm. that's kind of it you have to tend to your own garden to bring the butterflies exactly i love that i saw it on twitter today yeah i'm not claiming that as my <laughs> own but it fit for this moment and yeah. i felt really good saying it. yeah you got to plant the right flowers that will attract all those butterflies and hummingbirds yeah yeah no i i really do think that's beautiful and you've attracted so many to your own garden. Oh, well, you, thank you. You have quite the garden, and I'm curious about the garden that's in your bag. Oh, okay. I do have. I brought some treats. Um, the first thing that I brought to share, okay, I rolled you uh, a joint because I didn't want to roll on camera because, honestly, I got nervous about, like, showing off my rolling skills. Um, I'm a terrible in, roller. I'm a shitty fucking roller. I'm so, so bad at it. I'm Wait, so bad. Same. You're not – I'm – I'm guessing that I'm not as good as you are. I've seen you roll. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, if we could both admit that we're not great, I actually we should tr- have our own roll off. True. true well, true story. I I I get so nervous when I roll in front of people that it takes me so long that I just finally just broke down and got myself a futurola. Yeah. Which I have here because oh, I was like, awesome. oh, if I want to roll up in the studio, I'm going to use my futurola. But so the first thing I have is this. Um, Holiday limited drop from THC Design. Do you mm-hmm. know this flower? I do. Okay, good. It put me to bed. It's so intense. It's so strong. <laughs> it's the RS11. It's a cross of pink guava and OZK. And I don't know much more about it than that. But so, well, I rolled you up some uh, and I... Um, oh my God, yes. That's my first thing in my bag. Wait, I'm so happy about that. Uh, the, they also have a pre-roll that I just brought because it's like, you know, cute with its yeah. little label right there. But this is my terrible future roller roll of that for you. Oh, my God. Thank you. This is <laughs> not, welcome. this is so good. Well, Futurola. I use the, you know. I you, know, but sometimes I'd use it too and it's, it yeah. look like this. It doesn't? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so I'm good when I use the Futurola machine. <laughs> it doesn't look anything. <laughs> and we have our individual, we have our individual joints. because it's it. Tis the season tis to... Tis the season to not share. It tis the season to not share. <laughs> yeah, exactly Be right. selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think... So what do you think, though? I'm really curious. This is now off topic. I'm sorry. But what do you think of just the general, like, sharing in weed, especially now post-pandemic? Oh, man. It's so hard because, you know, everyone's just back to shaking hands. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, when did we agree to do that? When did shaking hands become okay again? Because I thought we just graduated to fist bumps or, you know, wing bumps, elbow Mm -hmm. bumps, or even just like putting your hands behind your back and Mm -hmm. just saying hello. Um, So I don't know how nodding at people. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I was pretty stoked to move away from the handshake. But then that's back. And then, I, you know, yeah, I stood around in a circle and smoked a joint at some point, like in the last couple of months. And I was like, oh, I guess we're just back to this again. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Um, I love the culture of standing in a circle and sharing. Right. I miss sharing and, and being in the circle. But I just feel like it's the time if you're if you have if you can afford it and you can roll up a personal joint for everyone and then you can all smoke together i would say that's the that's the way that i would like to do it yeah from here on that out sounds amazing but if you can't afford it you know because yeah. that's expensive to be honest oh yeah <laughs> i'm thinking back to like college me and i'm like oh, what are you talking about i'm I gonna bar- pay for everyone else's weed yeah, like <laughs> barely can pay for my own <laughs> no thank you so i guess um you know, I mean, there are all of these ways around it now, like the moose labs. Totally. You know, those cool little like mm-hmm. silicon mouthpieces. Yeah, mouthpieces. Or you can do the, you know, the old like the oh, festival yeah. like. Here, wait. You know. Yeah. Which totally fucking works. So. 
That didn't really, I didn't really do it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> there, I got it. No. Well, if maybe if you, like, if you try a different finger. There you go. And then, like, tighten up your fist. There you go. Yeah. So that's my hack. If I'm, like, <coughs> at a party and I really want to try something. But honestly, Ooh. I usually... Um, just have my own personal situation and I'm I'm not really sharing right now. You know, yeah. you get your little tin, your dube tube, whatever, and you know, you just go to the party and if, if other people wanna share, then I just hand it to them and then I don't take it back. And then that's it. Yeah. yeah. Then you don't get it back. And that's unfortunate too, because recently I was somewhere where I had something that I really wanted and someone hit it and then I was like, damn it. Oh well. You know, just have a moment of generosity. That happened to Enjoy. me. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was tough. We were at a Halloween party. I guess it was like almost two months ago now, but this person like was very inebriated and came up to us and was like weed essentially and I was like it's low key a weed party but like yeah sure we okay. can share yeah <laughs> and so we had literally just lit it and it was the couple's joint uh huh and it just as soon it was gone damn we each got a hit and my boyfriend came up to me and was like I'm so sorry. I we don't have the joint and just watch it watch it walk away oh what damn it yeah I mean we had more like we had plenty yeah that's the thing it's like you know especially we're so fortunate in the world that we move in like there's generally enough to go around yeah you know but if it's something really special like these limited drops or you know anything that you find that's I got handed one jar when I was up in Santa Rosa at, I can't remember, it must have been a Hall of Flowers, and mm-hmm. I got handed one jar of something called Mr. Freeze from Blueprint. Oh. Oh. Do you know those guys? I do. That's very good weed. It was It was so crazy that people, like, I could see people with their eyes, they looked like Gollum with the ring. I was oh like, God. oh shit, I just got handed this jar and people around me are straight up going to try and snatch this from me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, blueprint is very special. That's very good weed. It was very good weed. I will go on the record as saying it was. Yeah, I think maybe the best I've had. So I, that's why I asked you yeah. what's in your bag because you always have like the best stuff. I, thank you. I feel like I, uh, you know, I'm always around people who have the best stuff, and so they show me what's good. Like I would never pretend to know without other people showing me I feel like I'm just I'm that way with weed and I'm that way with music I really know my way around a lot of things that I love and have like a lot of knowledge about like Mm -hmm. theater and writing and all that kind of stuff but when it comes to music and weed I trust my friends who know more about both of those things to show me what's good and then I also have it so you know it's sort of like by um osmosis a little bit but you're a uh discoverer I feel like you no discovery and you have great taste and you're able to curate those things where not everyone has that ability. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely I have pretty strong opinions and and likes and dislikes. I I am pretty You know yourself. I yeah, I do. <laughs> I definitely do. I'm like pretty yeah, when I hate something, I'll get pretty loud about it and when when I love something, I'll also get really loud about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I have another question. Then. Oh, yes. What is, like, the best musical weed experience you've had? Oh, the best musical weed experience I have ever had is when I encountered – I've never liked The Grateful Dead. I don't like Noodle. 
I, um, that's totally fine. I'm not a deadhead. I'm not. I Well, it was, it was a real Which problem. Which maybe I now will be like canceled. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I kind of was effectively like I when I was, you know, always surrounded by people who loved, 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 loved. Of course, we all know the Grateful Dead heads sure. are, you know, lunatics. The Grateful Dead, Fish, you know, String Cheese, all of the noodle bands. And I was like, and I, you know, I was in love with a guy who loved, you know, the Grateful Dead and traveled around. I'd never We've gotten it. There. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And then for a long time, I was like living in a house with a bunch of people. We were working a cannabis cup and I was there for like a month. And they were like hardcore deadheads. It was constant, you know, just like the sound of the nitrous tank and, mm -hmm. and the deadhead noodle in the background while <laughs> dabs and joints were going around. And it was a very fucking wild environment. Very chill, very mellow, but also... I remember one day I put on NPR and I was told to immediately turn it off. And I was like, I've been listening to Grateful Dead 24-7 for like three weeks. I just want to hear the news. And they were all like, turn it off. But anyway, <laughs> it was that kind of house. My perfect, oh, my God. But my perfect musical weed moment was when I had – I don't remember what it was that I had smoked, but it had put me on the couch. Yeah. It was the afternoon, late afternoon, that California sun coming in through the window – the rays were like piercing the smoky haze over the couch. The Grateful Dead was on in the background and I could like see the notes and I wow. was like, I fucking get it. I get it. I understand. I feel it in my bones. I feel it moving throughout my body. I feel how the music is actually traveling in my blood and my cells. I can see it outside of me. The, the My like brain started just like crackling and radiating outside of my skull. That was the moment where I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Um, so that was my favorite. I've had so many. I mean, you know, smoking yeah. joint at any concert, literally any no, concert. No, of course. Is just it. But I mean, I felt like you were going to give me a really amazing story, and you that was <laughs> beautiful. Well, the one time I understood the Grateful Dead, and then I went right back to hating them. You know, I never smoked that particular, um, I never had that combo again. <laughs> So it's not like I like the Grateful Dead, but I did understand them for one beautiful, sunny, hazy afternoon. <laughs> okay. And, and respect oh to all of the people who love, I mean, truly, they're the most amazing fan base and community. And I wish yeah. I could find my way in, but I just can't. I like weird, like, other music and stuff. They have amazing shirts. They have, I mean, I've, yeah. This, I wear them all the time. And all people of it. always think that I'm really into the Grateful Dead. Yeah. And I don't think I could name a song. I <laughs> Let's not even try because we're going to offend some people. So let's no, I not know. try. I'm like, maybe we should move quickly off this topic. Yeah, I'm going to name something that everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe she said touch of gray. That's so stupid. <laughs> but like, I love the way that deadhead culture has moved into hip hop culture. It's very cool to see how it's graduated over the years. And yeah. it's like, you know, there's very few things in general, even outside of music that can be timeless. Yep. And so I think that's really cool that it's transcended, it's, you know, what it was, yep. and it's so much bigger than that. Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, because the intersection of deadhead culture and weed culture now coming into hip-hop and street culture, mm -hmm. like when you see those new shoes, like those crazy new drops that are like all the hype beasts are wearing and they're tie-dyed and furry with bears on them, I was like, whoa. Right. It's so interesting to me, and it's something that – I definitely do, like I don't know anything about, but as a casual observer, it's it's exciting to me. Yeah, yeah. No, the the hype beast world is definitely something I peer into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I live at Melrose and Fairfax. Oh well, so it's like you, my, so you literally peer into it like through the windows. I walk past all of those drops <laughs> along that stretch of Fairfax, and I'm like, what are these? 
young folks so excited about? Yeah. What are they lining up for? Well, you know, what are they what are they doing? Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy how the drop culture has also come into weed. It's like fascinating. These, like these drops. Yep, this is a limited. Yeah, a limited mm-hmm. drop. Yeah, which Fucking has crazy. always been kind of what weed is anyway. Yeah, always because, but like now that it's like a marketed yeah thing. Yeah, you're so right that it was always that. It was always the limited drop. Like, yeah. I remember the first time I ever heard of Sour Diesel, and I, I was at the office, and everyone was so excited, like, mm-hmm. on, you know, getting their hands on, you know, however that QP was broken up, everyone made sure to get some. Right. And then when it was gone, that was it for another however long. Then yeah. Maybe it was Strawberry Cough the next time or whatever that, yep. you know, those strains from, like, 2005. It was totally. crazy. And now it's all these different, like, crazy crosses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's more about the grower and not necessarily, mm-hmm. like, cultivar related. And then we're yeah. like, who, who's behind it? It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wild world. Okay. Do you have anything else in your bag? I do. I mean, I just brought a bunch of, like, sort yeah. of, like, show and tell stuff. I wanted to... Um, do you know the Cupsy? Yes. This is just one of my favorite things. Isn't it so cute? That I just keep in my car. If like anyone doesn't know, it's the Puffco um, coffee cup bong. Yeah. And you just like put water in it and then you move the bowl over. When you open it up, you just you move the bowl it up from the to your storage space. To the good people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so you pop the bowl out from its storage space into its little spot there and then you it's it's the best and you can just keep it in your coffee cup holder it, in your it, car i was about to say your cup holder yep it's fantastic i just love it as like a show and tell thing because i just had the other night i was at a friend's house mm-hmm. and she had weed but she didn't have any way to smoke it and i just ran out to my car and i got this and then she loved it so much that i got her one for christmas oh that's so cute <laughs> i know wait that's the cutest present and right yeah perfect segue because <laughs> i did want to ask maybe your show and tell will be just kind of Part of this whole thing okay. but um you have everything as a stoner uh i'm lucky to have a lot of stuff you have many things i have many things i'm lucky to have many things yes yes mm-hmm. and if someone were to give you something you would gift someone the cupsy I, ju- I, I just bought one for my friend shout out kate oh she doesn't know she's getting it but she'll have it for uh, christmas mm. <laughs> Maybe we'll like keep this part of surprise. Right. Okay. <laughs> Bonus episode. You don't know which Kate. I have several Kates in my Okay, life. well there we go. Mm-hmm. Kate, you're getting a good gift. Yeah. <laughs> but so what would someone give you? What would you want? Oh, um, you can never have too many cool rolling trays and you can never have too many glass pieces. And I know you're blowing glass now, which is like honestly the coolest thing. I've watched your journey on Instagram and it's like so fucking neat. I would love to hear all about it at some yeah. point. We'll do that a different day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but um, I do have a ah, fuck. I what? don't have it here for you. Oh. I have a pipe for you. Oh my God. It's I'm a so Gandalf excited. pipe. Okay. And it's the best thing ever. Oh my God. I can't wait. But anyway, wait. that so, is what I'm going to give you actually. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, like the, it's honestly, it's the accessories because I feel like I'm always around such great weed. Like, you know, I'll go over to someone's place and they'll have a little homegrown to share. And then, like, yeah. I'll get a little gift drop from a friend in PR. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'll come to the studio and I'll run into someone like Roger and he'll be like, here's a jar of amazing, you know, Grav Labs glass tip For joints sure. or whatever. Yeah. So, like, I love. Um, learning about weed from, like I was saying earlier, like, you know, friends who have great weed. So if you're going to give me something, it's the accessories. It's the accessories for me. I love pieces. I love um, trays. I love cool grinders Mm -hmm. and papers. Oh, I actually brought, um, I think papers are sort of like an overlooked part of the industry because good papers are really hard to come by. 
What do Don't you think? even tell me about that. Like everyone's like, Roz, I just read something where there was an influencer of some sort in the New York Times. It was like a piece about weed culture or no, it was just like, who's cool in New York nowadays? And this guy was like, I'm, I'm super into raw. And he was supposed to be this cool dude who was like in the know about stuff. And I was like, that's so weird that you would say the paper that is like arguably and I don't want to hate on them because I think Rob's done amazing stuff and they've totally you know they've like pushed the industry forward but mm-hmm. they're certainly like the not the only paper in town no and <laughs> I'd say controversially they aren't the best right but I mean I am so to preface I'm not a papers person oh I'm totally glass first yep and it's I've always loved glass just forever it's why I worked in glass it's why I like blowing glass like I don't know what it is I just love it and it's always my preference papers is always like an on the go a podcast yeah you know, I'm never like have to have a joint. It's nice for a walk. Mm-hmm. It's nice to like, you know, be mobile. Yep. I think that's the thing for me is I love to be mobile. Um, and also I'm an ex cigarette smoker. Okay. And same. So the the pleasure that I get from smoking is um it satisfies that part of me, you know? I totally feel that. When did you quit? If you don't mind me well, asking. I used to smoke like all the time and now I'm just down to having a cigarette at like a party occasionally. So I yeah. wouldn't say that I've a hundred percent quit because it's I've had a cigarette recently. Mm-hmm. But um I stopped smoking like really, really smoking kind of when I moved to LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I moved to LA from New York and in New York I was like, you know, with with all the rest of the stressed out New York smokers. <laughs> DC to LA. Yeah. So exact same. Yeah. And then I moved here and I was like, oh, people are so against smoking that there are whole towns where you cannot light a cigarette. And I was like, maybe I'm just going to take a cue from that <laughs> and uh, let it go. Yes. You know, um, but I still do. I really do love a spliff. Like I was just in Amsterdam recently and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I do miss that kind of European. Yeah. You know, tobacco weed situation. What do you think of California banning menthol and flavored tobacco so it didn't pass though wait what i thought it didn't pass did it pass yeah oh my god <laughs> i thought it didn't wow no okay. i'm pretty sure it did i oh, literally no. saw like i bought blunt blunt blah, blah, blah. i can't even say it that's how that's how infrequently <laughs> i buy blunt wraps i can't yeah. even say it but bought blunt um wraps. Mm-hmm. bought yeah say that three times blunt wraps. Yeah. <laughs> um I bought them and I never do that because I don't even know how to roll a blunt. I'm just hoping I'll have them around and someone, someone will, will someone it will do it. Oh man! <laughs> but yeah. um, I saw at the grocery store it said uh, last call flavor wow. flavored and menthol tobacco. Wow. Well, one of us is wrong, and whoever who whichever one of us is right gets to be like I told you so when we look this up after the pod. <laughs> No, I think I whichever way it went, um, I I'm not in favor of banning ev- anything ever, and I think specifically totally. that's aimed at um, largely as I understand it, like you know the people who smoke menthols mm-hmm. are you know black people, community of color, communities of color who were targeted specifically by this Absolutely. ban, and I'm not really in favor of. Um, yeah, I think that it's about personal choice mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like I want full decriminalization for all drugs, ev- right. every drug, you know. Right. Um, totally. I agree. Know, so I don't ban anything. Don't ban soda. Don't ban cigarettes. Don't ban mm-hmm. drugs. Just, just educate. Educate and have uh, programs in place mm-hmm. for people who, yes. you know, all, all that good stuff. Harm reduction, massively in favor of, but um, 
yeah, so I didn't realize it had passed. Wild. I'm sorry to give you that news. Ugh, I mean, I not like not I was going to run out and buy is. menthol cigarettes or anything, but that's, yeah, that's so It's crazy. crazy. I know. So what are well, these papers? So these papers are, they're called Z's Life. Do you know them? Yes. And they're so cute. And the guy behind them is a young entrepreneur. Is his name Zach? I can't remember. I'm going to get it wrong. But I, I do know that he started this company himself, and it's a really cool sort of like very artistically mm-hmm. packaged, beautiful um, set of papers. And the I papers are really them. nice, too. Have you used the bat? Uh, no. Does he have a special bat? There's like a bat joint packing tool that he has. Oh, cute. And it's so cute. It's gold. Oh, uh, see? And it's so clever. Yeah. It's like all of the um, – I mean, it's also just elegant. I think like I really so – it appeals to me as a woman who – you know, the first time I ever got really stoned was doing hot knives off a blowtorch in a basement. And then, you know, I was like bong rips mm-hmm. with dudes in basements always. And I think that was part of my like w- my nervousness around weed was sometimes it would be too much for me. I would like, yeah. you know, get totally. stoned at a party and find myself standing in a corner not Absolutely. knowing how to talk to anyone. And so when I was like, maybe I can roll a personal joint, I can sort of like control my own intake experience. Mm-hmm. I can also have like love low dose edibles in california i don't need to eat that 100 milligrams whatever so i was like when i just when i found i could be a a lower um dose Mm -hmm. intaker and that i felt really social at that level yeah i was like okay now i understand something about myself and that's been really nice because it's been a long journey i mean i smoked Mm -hmm. my first i mean that that hot knife in a basement was at this point 30 years ago Wow. Yeah. And now, like, we have a pup, like, these kind of things. I mean, shout out Roger with the cupsy and the and every the, yeah. puff design. I met Roger 10 years ago and have watched his journey from. Wow. You know, like really just coming up with that first Puffco pen to now dominating the industry. Oh my like, God, the Puffco pen. The pen. Remember that pen? I do remember it. Yeah. That's a throwback. Fuck yeah. And I have them. I have like every generation of Puffco, everything cool. from the beginning. I love That's that. part of like my shelf of like how I've watched shit develop. It's been yeah. really neat. I feel very fortunate. Yeah. No, I and the proxy. The is proxy. very cool. And you know they have a silicon um one now that kind of, like you put the I proxy did into it. I see it. I haven't used it yet. Yeah. So if but you But I imagine it's amazing. Have it on the go like for concerts mm-hmm. and stuff cuz that glass piece is beautiful and yeah. you know you put it in your bag with your water bottle and Boom. Smash. So they've got a silicone version. Silicone or silicon? Silicone. Silicone. Silicon Valley silicone pipe. Silicon Valley, yeah. Got it. (laughs) 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 These fart moments in my brain, I'm always like, wait, I have to stop and like log that because otherwise I'll forget. And then I'll say the wrong one at a party and everyone will laugh at me. I usually just say the wrong thing and keep going. Right? Yeah. With confidence. <laughs> just steamroll. Move roll. forward. <laughs> I steamroll ahead. I, I can be honest about what it is. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, so that was another thing from my show and tell. Z's Life. Check those guys out. I'm I not love sure it. even where they're available, but um, yeah. I think he's an East Coast company. I, be- I really want to say yes, but I'm not 100% sure. And then I have, um, I just wanted to shout out these guys because I love their fast. Do you know Fruit Slabs? No. So Fruit Slabs. I've heard of them, but I haven't used them before. They were started by um, a, a person who just wanted like a vegan fruit leather with weed in it. And I can't remember his oh, name. And I'm sorry, cool. I'm forgetting it. Okay. But now the company is run by um, Brandon and Maggie, who are awesome. And I ran into them in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
so sick of Vegas. Vegas was so smoky and boozy and all nighty. And I was just like, I need something to help me feel okay. I'm not a big casino Vegas person. Not No, I didn't enjoy it. I was feeling very, um, like, pulled really tight. And I was like, I'm just looking for something that it will totally relax me. And they gave me... <laughs> Uh, they gave me several bags of their fruit slabs, and they several bags. saved me. So, the, yeah, they're these awesome little um, fruit leather. Uh, yeah, they're like fruit roll-ups. Whoa. Yeah, and it's delicious. That is so cool. And each piece is, you know, they do, do the whole California dosage thing. So. Oh, I have to check those out. Yeah, here. For I, sure. Well, I brought them for you. Oh, thank you. And this is their, oh, very cool. This is their fast-acting fruit. I've eaten half of them. I'm sorry. I'm giving That's you okay. a half-eaten bag. I gave bag. you, like, open stuff, too. <laughs> We're just sharing as friends. Yeah, it's um, fine. I'm classless, and I didn't bring you a fresh pack, but that's no, that's totally. So, and these are their sour slabs, and they're fast acting, which I love. That's another development that I love in edibles is the nanotechnology that it just makes it easier for mm-hmm. people who are nervous. Yes, about edibles. And totally it's awesome. And when you're out, like you were talking about, um, when you're out, I have found that like. Like, I'm usually a heavier edible person, Mm -hmm. but 5 to 15 is great for social situations. Yep, it's perfect. I don't know. It just, like, my anxiety is kind of, like, leveled out, but I'm not so high that I'm like, ha-ha, what's going on? (laughs) Like, I'm just in a good spot. Yep, And I I don't drink anymore, and you were saying that you took a little bit of a break. I did. I took some time off drinking and just had the, you know, the sober what's it called California sober yeah experience and, yep. you know but that really did mean like I, I I will never stop um my use of psilocybin and I I'll, you know I've, that particular stretch of time I wanted to replace any alcohol consumption with yeah. weed so I was drinking all of my weed it was all cannabis beverages so really? I got to like, do a tour of all of the cool because I knew about like yeah you know there are a couple that I I had known about like the hi-fi hops mm-hmm. and um, PBR has a infused seltzer and a few others right. but I really got to like experience there's one called mad lily do you know about mad lily they were like a hibiscus uh oh. infusion it was freaking okay. delicious yeah 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 um there's one called god speak which is 100 mm-hmm. milligrams a can wow. which is um from um oh, what's the name of the brand i'm gonna forget it but anyway the god speak is their high infused version where it's 100 milligrams wow. a can um that was great to go to bed mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was really nice to tour the world of weed beverages because i think the weed beverage market i don't know how it's doing as far as data goes but mm-hmm. i think it's one of the most exciting parts of the edibles market yeah you know oh i totally agree i mean i don't know if like everyone is gonna replace an alcoholic beverage with a weed beverage but I know I did yep and I know a lot of other people who have at least been exploring that and they'll like you know ask questions about it Mm -hmm. and I think that you know as people explore their relationship with alcohol like you don't need to fully stop or whatever that is for you yeah work it out with you but like I know for me it's been a really nice transition and especially like I know you're not allowed to do this but I'll go to a bar now with friends and I can enjoy a beverage. I'll have a mocktail. I'll put like something, you know, I'll mix something in it like yep. the powders or like one of those like uh, syrup shots or yep. whatever. And I can enjoy my own night. They can enjoy theirs and we can all be present in each other's company 
the way we want to be. Exactly. I love that. That's that, that, something that I learned from a friend recently was to order one cocktail. If you want to have just like, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're sort of, you know, you enjoy your boozy cocktail experience. Yeah. And then you ask for a bottle of club soda or San Pellegrino. Mm-hmm. And then you top that glass off with whatever, you know, weed syrup or tincture you have yep. on you. And then you just continue to enjoy the night and nobody knows that you switched over. If that's mm-hmm. a problem for people who are going to be jerks about being like, yeah. you know, why aren't you drinking? Which is, you know, a huge problem with alcohol culture. Totally. So, uh, and, you know, I, I that's just like a fun new development that uh, I think, yeah, we both enjoyed, obviously. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> it's always very... Um, it's just nice to talk about that, I think, more openly, too, because alcohol, especially on the East Coast. Oh, my God. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's a very different culture, though. Uh, it's intense. I grew up in Newfoundland, which is a very Irish culture and, you know, super, super, super drinking culture. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, lots of great hash as well, uh, which was fantastic when mm-hmm. I was, you know, a kid. It was like there was plenty of like weed and mushrooms and LSD available as well. But, sure. you know, the culturally is super drinky and... Um, you know, then and then I lived in New York for a long time, and that is like go all night, go hard all night. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's the bars close at four a.m. Yeah, it's it's. But then there's know. another secret bar that you can go to. Always, I remember I used to go. You know, the bar would close at four a.m., and then you'd go to your friends until six a.m., and then you would go to the first place that opened for brunch at you know whenever it was seven or eight a.m. Mm-hmm. and just start your day with you know it's like there there was a period of my life where that was like a pretty regular thing. Totally. And um, brunch. You know, I'm glad to have experienced it, but also glad to you know have moved on from that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still brunch by any chance? No, I don't because I worked so many brunches. Mm-hmm. I think they're um, like uh, sort of cruel. It's I, I don't feel like it's great for the servers or the bartenders. Um, I used to it's love brunching, cruel. but I don't know. I just feel like I worked so many brunch shifts as a bartender, and people are just mean at brunch and they don't tip. Um, so I don't really go to brunches anymore either, unless they're at my house, and then I would serve you a great brunch at my house. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will um, make you like some blueberry pancakes mm-hmm. with some. Oh, I just saw on. Um, Sarah's, uh, El Sayed's uh, Instagram, she was making some kind of infused tincture with, what did she make it with? She made some yummy infused weed syrup that she put on blueberry pancakes. And oh, it was, oh, it I looks so delicious. I know what you're talking delicious. I don't it know was, what fruit oh, I know that what was. It, it was Buddha's hand. Is that what it's called? Or Buddha's palm? It looks like, anyway, long, long story short, I would, uh, you know, find some weed syrup to serve you over some pancakes. Oh, well, that sounds magical. Doesn't that sound nice? I mean, you are, so you're... The queen of weed. Oh, but I know. But you are also very much um, the queen of grub. Oh, the queen. <laughs> well, <laughs> because I'm, you have a show called Weed and Grub. I do have a show called Weed and Grub. I Thank didn't you. lead into that very yeah. gracefully. <laughs> well, no, I, I would just say I'm. I don't. I'm not the queen of weed by any stretch of the imagination. But I'd thank say you're you. at least like you know amongst the royal. Court. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, thank you. I yeah. Well, I I I feel like um, there are just so many people that I could point to who I would say wouldn't pack that court. <laughs> I don't know if I'm on it, but thank you. Um, Weed and Grub is yes, it's my podcast that I do with Mike Glazer. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Very funny comedian and um, 
you know, I think High Times named him as one of like the most influential people in weed yeah. last year. Like, he just tweeted about it today. Oh, did he? That's hilarious. <laughs> he tweeted about all his accolades from um twenty. What year? Oh, he did like he did the wrap up of like here. <laughs> yeah, are the his things. little wrap up. Nice, because mm-hmm. he's got like yeah, he's been on the road. He's touring. really crushing it. Yeah, he's crushing it, and so. Our podcast, Weed and Grub, I get to hang out with Mike and, you know, basically our idea was that cannabis and cuisine are going to be the cornerstones for like conversations about basically anything. Like if you smoke weed and eat food with someone, you're going to be able to just open up conversations about whatever you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And that also involves for us talking to guests who aren't necessarily like maybe they don't even smoke like Trixie yeah. Mattel came on the podcast and Trixie didn't at the time smoke although I, I just read her uh, she tweeted and she was like I just bought some marijuana how do I do it <laughs> I was like oh Hello? my god Trixie come back come back come back yeah so part two. it's great I mean we talked to the creator of Animaniacs we went out to Tom Ruger's house yep. and like talked to him about you know the world of cartoons like it's definitely not always weed stuff but mm-hmm. we also talked to people who are in the cannabis industry like you know for instance Puffco's Roger Volodarsky yeah. and we've had you on the podcast and so um you know she's had way better guests than me it's, trust well, me we've go been, you have you have incredible guests seriously we, we're super thank you we're proud of our guests and you know but it's because we've been going a long time like we're coming up on like 330 episodes I think right now are you gonna have a party um I really want to have a party I'm like at, let's have a party <laughs> we should well I think we got to pick a number a 420 is too far away but yeah I think maybe we should have a party um for you know to celebrate some kind of milestones because yeah. it does feel like a big deal um this year in particular we started recording in the studio that felt like a, a really nice level up to go mm-hmm. from like producing the podcast ourselves yeah. and when we were doing that that's when we actually had some of these amazing guests like David Crosby right. or Roxanne Gay or Jim Belushi it was like we were dealing with people who are you know, hugely famous and we yeah. were doing it ourselves. So in order to move into a studio and then be able to have this sort of like professional mm-hmm. production happening has felt like a really big evolution. So yeah, I'm really proud of the pod. I'm really proud of our guests. I think my uh, one of my proudest moments this year with the podcast was having Philippe Cousteau and his wife Ashlyn Cousteau on the pod because um, my dad was a fisheries biologist. He studied salmon and trout. And my wow. sister yes. was a shark biologist. My grandmother was also a marine biologist. So I have this, you know, background of all of these scientists in my family. Wow. And so to have um, Philippe Cousteau and Ashlyn Cousteau on the pod and um, just, you know, sort of like share that with them a little bit and then hear their stories about just how they've married marine conservation with now their weed line, which is um, seaweed, seaweed naturals, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's great because they're giving a percentage back to marine conservation, all that kind of stuff. So it was so cool. It was. It felt like a really neat dovetailing of like, holy smokes, this like marine conservationists, the grandson of Jacques Cousteau, on my podcast. Like, wouldn't my family be proud if they could see me? That felt cool. That is incredible. Yeah, it was like yeah. I when those moments happened, it felt great, and I yeah, it was. I was pretty stoked, and you know, I think that. You know, especially because my journey into weed wasn't necessarily always um, not not that I was unsupported. I was pretty lucky mm-hmm. in having a supportive family, but certainly not understood. They were like, "Wait, yeah. you went to theater school? 
What are you right. doing? <laughs> we're all scientists. Yeah. You were supposed to be doing this thing. Yeah. You were supposed to be doing, you know, theater. Do they smoke? Um, no, none of them at all. Really? But my other, gra- no, my dad's grandmother, who was not the marine biologist, mm-hmm. like smoked opium in India and was like traveled around in the like, 30s doing crazy stuff. Wow. And then my sister and I took mushrooms together mm-hmm. and she dropped a ton of acid, but um, we didn't work for her. Yeah. Um, and my dad never, like very late in life at the end, he um, tried some gummies for sleep and stuff, mm-hmm. but he was never a smoker. So mm-hmm. like I have, you know, family who are like open minded about stuff, but mm-hmm. they weren't necessarily or they didn't smoke. They weren't smokers. Wow. Yeah. But I was like, you know, it felt really cool because they didn't always understand what I did. Yeah. And then with that episode, I was like, this is why it's because I'm talking to these people from this world about how they're merging their world, their marine conservation world with the world of cannabis. And that's yeah. you know, how cannabis is moving into all of the parts of life. Like it's always been a part of obviously music mm-hmm. and culture and everything. Yeah. But it really is infusing its way into more yeah. things openly, I think, at this point. And I love that. Wow, absolutely. And I mean, even when it comes to food, I find that you're very thoughtful. Like even you bringing me this special latte. Oh, golden from latte. A, the golden latte. <laughs> um, even that you had a story behind it. And it was so, you know, it was just so heartfelt. Oh, thanks. I, I mean, a shout out to Jim Walsh. Yeah. Because uh, he brought me my first golden latte. And I was telling you, he, you know, we met for, a, it was like a business meeting. Mm-hmm. But he brought it because he, I don't know, he's a very thoughtful person. But I think also because he wanted to make a good impression. Yeah. And I thought of him today and I was like, I'm going to go see Liz. I'm going to bring her a golden latte because I want to make a good impression. Yeah. And also I think because you would truly enjoy it because it's like the fanciest fucking I'm latte. It's, it's like delicious. the <laughs> most vegan LA situation that it's you can imagine. It's from Erwan and I love Erwan. Yeah. It was, it cost $200. <laughs> No, but really, that's yeah, but really. so cheap, though. Yeah, it was very cheap. $200 my firstborn, you know. Um, yeah, Erwan, for anyone listening that's not in California. It's basically, yeah. It's like the bougiest grocery store you could go to, but they do have, like, they are around because it's very health-conscious stuff. I don't really think it started as this kind of, like, trendy No, I think it was thing. a very crunchy, like, very crunchy. very crunchy hippie situation. And then yeah. they decided, and then they were like, and oh, shit. And then they shit, rebranded. We can monetize <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, they monetized it very well. <laughs> yeah. And so now, you know, like, like I literally ran into Spencer Pratt at Air One. Oh, wow. Yeah. Of Heidi fame. Yeah. Spencer and Heidi. Spidey. Yeah. I was like... Are you Spencer Brad? Oh my God. Are you live on TikTok right now? And Did, he was like, I am. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I remember one of the funniest names for him when, when they were doing their whole thing and they were sort of famous. Uh, there was a website that I used to read, I think it was delisted, that called him Fleshbeard <laughs> because his his beard, <coughs> his blonde beard was the exact same color. <laughs> Liz is joking. Mm-hmm. Fleshbeard. We can keep going. It was, well, no, it was just, <laughs> it was so perfect because. You can't unsee it once you see it. Like his blonde beard was the exact same shade as his tanned skin. So wow. he just looked like his beard was made out of his skin. This is wild. I know. That's what I remember about him. And that's that goes to prove the power of good writing. To bring it back to writing. Like you can really 
this is where AI robots, those things will never replace us because that that fucking wit and that comedy mm-hmm. of that person who came up with that name. Yeah, you can't generate that from an AI brain. I don't think. Yeah, no, I I saw you had some pretty strong thoughts on that. I know I want to get you to writing your piece. Oh right, I'm on deadline. You are on deadline. <laughs> but I was like, I'm gonna um, go do this podcast and then go back. And yeah, keep but writing. I I do want to hear really quickly. I I know you had some really strong thoughts on AI art, and yeah, it's a really crazy time. Like. For things that you can do today that you couldn't even do six months ago. Right. What? It's crazy. <coughs> Excuse me. I Yeah, I um, I mean, I am I'm a little bit concerned for the future of writers with this chat GPT-3 uh, bot that's, you know, everywhere right now in the news. And it's generating all of these pretty fucking amazing scripts, Rick and Morty scripts. Or, yeah. you know, tell me um, a story of getting a peanut butter sandwich out of the VCR and this style of the bible i don't know if you saw that one no but it sounds incredible it was <laughs> beyond <laughs> okay. and it's spitting it out in like five minutes so it's, it's a little yeah. terrifying it's still requiring the human um ideas to be input for sure um but it's you know how long will that last for so i was like oh you know that makes me nervous as a writer but then also mm-hmm. i i you know i i hopefully believe i i hopefully believe i hope <laughs> i hope and believe yeah that um you know the human brain and and wit and all that sort of stuff can't mm-hmm. can't be replaced. Uh, remains to be seen. I think that college students are going to all be using that shit to generate their term papers. Okay, for sure, right? I, like yeah. that was my most immediate thought. Oh my god, I was like so because it's all original. It's not plagiarizing, right? It's original content. You feed in the ideas and it spits out. I mean, this is going to happen. It's we, already happening. I would totally write a paper with that. One million percent. I skipped like 32 weeks of school in high school. I would have used the shit out of this bot. Are you kidding me? I'm, but it's also scary. Mm-hmm. The The chat GPT-3 bot isn't the thing or whatever it's called isn't the thing that scares me though. It was the um, – and it didn't scare me but the Lens app was what I think yes. – was I was railing against it on Instagram. Yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't do it either and it was mainly because I started reading some – opinions from friends or not even opinions but just like they were laying out the facts that Mm -hmm. the stable diffusion that was used to create that ai art was taught using the original works of artists who were uncredited and also their art was still visible even in some cases with the signature it's like guys this is not ethical no it's not and so there was that and then also just that weird you know maybe it's an a fear that I should just let go of because you know what am I I'm afraid of the inevitable I guess is that this kind of art is going to replace um human artists and you know one of my favorite artists right now is a friend Andrea Guzetta if you haven't seen her work follow her at Andrea Guzetta um for you know beautiful oil paintings that are incredibly detailed of like skulls and animals and it's kind of in this Lisa Frank meets medieval style and it's so beautiful and I fear for art like that to just get co-opted by these you know ai will just scrape her work and then it'll make something that it says isn't hers and then Mm -hmm. it's for free and it took five minutes and i just yeah it freaks me out sorry i got stoned and rambled about that for a minute no that's okay i mean i i agree i definitely think you know on the one hand like these are new tools and if you are super creative you'll obviously be able to come up with like maybe better things than like the average person but also I have put in pretty basic prompts Mm -hmm. and it spits out some pretty like good stuff yeah like to where I'm like 
interesting right <laughs> like, like it might need a light edit but you yeah. know and that's right now so just just you know, imagine think in I think um I was listening to there's a great podcast about tech called hard fork mm-hmm. and I was listening to them and they were predicting stuff for 2023 and they were like the next version of chat gpt is going to be above and beyond and this is this is just going to do all the writing it won't be able to replace podcasters, though. Yeah. <laughs> you're stuck with us. You're, you're going <laughs> to need now. to tune in to listen to Real Humans for now. Yeah. Until they, like, mimic our voices or uh. something. We'll have to start doing the roller coaster thing to bring it back around. We'll oh. have to start doing some really crazy things with our voices yeah. to make sure people don't copy us. It's just like going back to theater school where you're taught to use your whole range. We'll be new characters <laughs> every other sentence. Why are they so sing-songy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's more interesting. There are definitely some podcasts that I listen to where it's, you know, God love them, but just two bros just like droning on about fucking whatever it is that they're droning on about. And, um, you know, again, God love them. But uh, Mm -hmm. I I love hearing, uh, you know, voices that get excited about things and get real high, go real low. Well, welcome, welcome to Send Us Flowers because you are here. You, you've been it. here. <laughs> well, okay. Um, before we fully say goodbye, do you have anything else in your bag to show us? Any other announcements or highlights that you want to share? I have um, a bag of sumo snacks because uh, I know you know them and I just dig them so much. Yeah, they're yummy. They're super yummy. And full disclosure, they've been a sponsor of my podcast this year. And I just wanted to shout them out. I hope that's okay on your podcast. But they're just like really cool people. I love Um, sumo people. Yeah, they're like great folks behind the brand. Yeah. And they're doing cool stuff. And they're supporting comedy. And they're Mm -hmm. supporting a lot of like cool live events in Mm -hmm. LA and so it's just great and they're like 100 milligrams a bag and they're just and this is also for you oh thank you Um, and they um, yeah they're just like savory snacks and I dig them so and you know there aren't enough savory snacks like that's the fucking niche that they excuse my all my swearing but that's the niche oh you're totally you're totally allowed to curse on this podcast (laughs) fucking niche that they identified um I just think no, it's really love. smart because there's not nearly enough. Uh, yeah, so many chocolates and gummies and all that kind of stuff. And this is, you know, they're savory and mm-hmm. spicy. Corn chips, too. They're great. Yeah. I use them for, um, there's a salsa verde Ooh. tortilla flavor. Mm-hmm. It's perfect with some, you know, pico de gallo when you're watching a movie. Ooh, now I want to pick up some garlic dip. Ooh. Okay. Like from Zanku, like that kind of garlic dip? Like, you know that Greek... Um, like garlic. Oh, I don't tzatziki? even know what it is. Like tzatziki, you mean? Kind of, but it's just a garlic spread. Okay. I don't even know. I'm down to try. I'll bring some for you next time. Okay. <laughs> so you, the glass piece and the... No. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I'll, I'll make a, a Are you sure you're bringing all the stuff yeah. for me? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that is all, though. I Yeah, those are all the treats today. Okay. And then you have your piece coming out. On Vox? Yes. So the current, uh, the piece that I'm writing right now should publish right before New Year's. It's on um, whether or not we should legalize at a federal level. Um, and just looking at that sort of idea of, you know, some some reform advocates say mm-hmm. maybe not. Um, and then you can find all of my writing. There's a link tree in my bio on my Instagram, which is currently this is Mary Jane underscore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you can like, ch- yeah, check out what I'm up to. And I love it. Any pieces that I've written, you know, read my piece about um why edibles are good for a quickie and Playboy. <laughs> that was one of the most fun ones I've written. Okay. I'm going to totally link that. So it's just <laughs> I mean, it's right an there. old one, but I still have it on my link tree because I was but like, that's, that's so fun. cool. Yeah. You wrote for Playboy. Like, that's historic. I, d- I felt like, um, yeah, it did feel like a cool to check 
check that box and be like, you know, I get to share. I think mm -hmm. since then they've even stopped doing editorial. So I'm glad, like, if that's true that I squeaked in under the wire. Oh, my God. You're going to we're going to have to frame that. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Some of these websites are just going away. I know. It's, it's really, really bad really time crazy. for media. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Print. We got to print that out like today. I know. It's I don't even know if it's still on the website. I should probably check my link tree to see if it's even active. Everyone go Google it. So it starts getting like higher ratings. And they'll be like, we have to keep this on oh here. Oh my God. Everyone needs to know about fast acting edibles for a quickie. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I think that'd be, a I'm going to go. <laughs> it's goofy. It's goofy. But um, no. And then uh, any new Weed and Grub episodes we should be staying tuned for. Yeah. So we have Ashley Ray on the Weed and Grub that I think will have come out just before this drops. Okay, very Ashley cool. Ashley Ray is a very cool comedian, um, cultural TV critic, stoner, all-around wonderful person. Amazing. And then we've got some really cool guests coming up in the new year, but we are also kind of moving back to a format where Mike and I are just going to hang out. I um, love that. It's so, yeah, I mean, it's like this, you know, when you're just mm -hmm. chilling with someone that you really enjoy rapping with, like you don't necessarily yeah. need to be concerned about conducting an interview. Mm -hmm. And um, I think so that will be a oh, lot of- Oh, this didn't feel like a formal yes. interview Ugh. for you? No, I mean, it felt like <laughs> I felt like a cool hang with someone that I like. I hope that's cool. No. Damn it. No, Damn that's it. fine. <laughs> I think, yeah, we decided that we just want to do more of that. And so we are definitely mm. going to have some awesome interviews, but also um, just chilling, hanging, snacking and smoking. And then I love it. we've got live events coming up. We've got a show on February 5th at SF Sketch Fest, which is um, okay. a really amazing comedy festival in San Francisco. And there are all sorts of amazing people who are going to mm -hmm. be performing there. We have a live podcast at uh, five four o'clock on February 5th with a bunch of great comedians. So I'm looking forward to that too. Wow. All right. So mm. it sounds like you have a strong start to 2023. I, You know, yes, like the universe willing, I'm very excited to hit the ground running after taking two solid weeks off. I hope you're taking some time off for the holidays too. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're not. <laughs> you work so hard. Oh, man. I, well... I'm taking some time off like later okay. in January, Good. so um, I don't I don't know if anyone knows that, but well, you're the it's hardest working gal <laughs> around. I'm I hats all hats off. No, you. you are. I I'm not, but I but you are. I like to give the appearance that I am. Well, I am gonna go after this. I'm gonna go right. No, I, that's why I'm like literally <laughs> like you have to leave to go meet a deadline. So yeah, you can say whatever you well, want to say. Thank but. you. But after yeah, when I file that piece, I'm gonna take some solid time off, and I'm really stoked because I have like a bunch of cool um, experiences mm -hmm. lined up. I'm going to like a mushroom therapy spa situation. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I know I said, but do you have time to tell me about that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm stoked about this. So there's a new place that's like one of these, you know, sort of wellness clinics that, that's yeah. opened up, but they're um, focusing on psilocybin. Really? And um, yeah, and so they mailed me um, some mushroom gummies with varying dosages, mm -hmm. and I'm going to go check out this spa situation, and um, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be like or who's behind it even. Like, yeah. I'm not sure, like, should I be wary of this, or yeah. is this something that I should really you know, be excited about I have no idea. I am excited about it because it's a new experience. But mm -hmm. also, I think that is an interest. Like, that's why I want to go. Absolutely. We we need to sort of go and look at these things. And you discover out, like, things. Yeah. And also, like, you know, like, I also got sent a ketamine protocol. And um, I am going to try a, a four-week ketamine protocol just to see, you know, how that works for me. Um, you know, ostensibly to write about it, but also just because I'm interested. Have you done ketamine before? Only, like, at a party. Yeah. And so... Same. Yeah. How was your experience with it? Um, I was like pretty messed up. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like already, 
Um, we were at a festival. Okay. And so that was the first time I tried it. And I was rolling. I'd done yeah. plenty of other things. Mm-hmm. It was still fun. But I was very messed up. I don't think yep. that was like solely that. Um, oh, there was actually one time I did try it on its own. And that was fun. Okay. It was a vibe. It was very relaxed. I didn't and I didn't have like so so much that I entered like a K-hole or anything like that. Um I just felt really good and that my anxiety was gone, but at that time, I mean I was so young, I didn't really even understand what anxiety was yet. Mm-hmm. Like we were just kind of like starting, I feel like to be more open about those conversations. Depression was more popular then. <laughs> Back in the day when depression was popular, yeah, that- anxiety hadn't really peaked yet. <laughs> But now it's OCD. We're on to the next. Yeah, or whatever. exactly. And so <laughs> everyone's self self diagnosing with OCD nowadays. I'm like, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, we could go through a laundry list of things that right. I've had, thought I had, have. Sure. <laughs> I think we all, yeah, have them on s- to some degree. I have diagnoses for days. So. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. so, um, you know, I just felt, <clears throat> I felt, um, weightless and at peace, very cool. similarly to how I did with. Um, mushrooms and but less it's a little less trippy mm-hmm. um, and it is heavier like it's more like if you've ever done like a Xanax or something like that it kind of has that like that weight to it like a weighted blanket sure but it, yeah yeah I, well my experience with it was um, like a pretty big dose and I don't know if I would call it a K-hole but I was watching um, Yellow Submarine, the animated movie starring the Beatles, nice. for anyone who doesn't know. It's a crazy, trippy movie, crazy movie with a group of friends. And I was like in sort of like a pit couch. And so I definitely did feel like really pressed down and sort of, you know, disconnected in a strange way. Right. This this particular um, protocol that was mailed to me is specifically for depression and anxiety. So, oh, so they got both of them this time. Yeah, Great. we'll see how it goes. But yeah, my diag- I was uh, given a PTSD diagnosis several years ago. And so you know, this company reached out and said, are you interested in knowing more about this to write about? And I was like, well, in order to write about it, I would need to do it. And they they asked if I, you know, would be a candidate. I hopped on a telehealth appointment with a doctor and they determined that, you know, they were like, it's, it might work for you. So we'll Mm -hmm. see. I'm going to do the the ketamine situation over the holidays. I'm going to do this um, mushroom clinic because I I use mushrooms as a reset myself fairly often. So I'm interested to see what what can this spa Mm -hmm. offer, maybe a set and setting situation for someone who doesn't like have a safe space in their home. Right. You know? Oh my gosh. That kind of thing. Like there are some people who just like can't get away from the kids and the dog or whatever it is. I did not even really think about that. Totally. I'm interested to see. I'm very interested to see like what they offer because I'm also very suspicious that they are, you know, just capitalizing on this new wave of psychedelic therapy and, you know, they're in it for the money. More often not no more often than not that's the case, right? No, it's chill, it's weed, it's mushrooms. We'll see. No one's here for that. Maybe they yeah. I I don't know how they're here for that right now because it's just There's no money in (laughs) weed right now. It's all collapsing. The industry's burning. Everyone's all like oh, you work in weed? You must be making so much money. And I'm like... <laughs> and then you just open MJ Biz Daily on any given day, and they're like, Weed Maps is laying 25% of its staff off, or Cresco Labs True. is just like huge layoffs, or, you know, and then again, it's like massive MSO acquires more small companies to consolidate the industry. Everything's just like, oh, yeah. no, it's all terrible. But it's not doing <laughs> well in the sense that people are not making money right now. And um, 
or or very few of the people yeah. that I would consider to be the wrong people are making money. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough to watch too. Yeah. And then as a, it affects the people who smoke weed. It really does. Like yeah. the whole point of all of this, at least in my mind, which I know people don't agree with, it's crazy. But to have access, fucking access, it's crazy that in like California that you know prop 64 was passed and then 70% of california banned dispensaries so anyone who's like oh california is like a marijuana mecca or whatever which is yeah. you know, a term that does in especially in the mainstream media they're like california it's just like weed shooting out of every <laughs> doorway or whatever actually not there are weed like smells everywhere <laughs> like it's actually very not true very not true i am baffled by the amount of places that you cannot actually access cannabis not yeah. not not by delivery not by a store mm-hmm. you just can't get it you have to grow your own yeah and that's a pain in the ass they still do local raids they still yep. have you know enforcement go in and like take stuff down absolutely everybody's screaming about the traditional market like outpacing the fucking legal mm-hmm. market well that's why Hello. Yeah. Anyway, we could fix a lot of problems on here, Liz. I know. All of our opinions are right and good. Oh, my God. I have no (laughs) arguments. If anything, I'm like copy, paste. (laughs) Oh, man. No, I could have. I could honestly talk to you forever. I'm hoping you come back next year and tell us about, which is weird to say, but and tell us about, you know, your piece that came out, what people's responses are to it. And, you know, all the other incredible things that you're working on. Thank you. I would love to. I have some uh, things that I'm really stoked about for the new year. So thank you for having me on. I love all you do. This is just great. It's been such a cool year to watch you blossom and grow. And um, congrats on your pod. Thank you. And thank you for being here. And thank you for being amazing. Thank you for being amazing. <laughs> okay, we could do flowers, this flowers, all day. Flowers, flowers, flowers. Um, you have to go meet deadline. I have to go write. You have to go do work. Yep. Because you're not a hard worker. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to walk okay. my dog. I'm going to walk my dog first, though. Pri- oh, priorities. Archie. Yeah, walk your dog first, then work. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> all right, thanks, everyone, for joining. Subscribe. Find Mary Jane, all her incredible work, Weed and Grub, upcoming shows, upcoming episodes. But she doesn't work hard. It's it's fine. I'm a slacker. Yeah, total slacker (laughs) over here. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.